0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers. We are not going to waste any time. This is an emergency podcast. This is the biggest thing that has ever happened in the game of golf. No, No questions asked. This is the absolute biggest thing that's ever happened. If you've been living under a rock, aren't a part of golf Twitter, aren't a part of any sort of golf media... Um, And you don't know by now, Live Golf, DP World Tour, and the PGA Tour are merging to form one entity, one single entity moving forward. We don't know exactly what that means yet. Uh, We don't know how that's going to function. We can dive into all of that. But ultimately, after a year of absolute chaos, um, literally this time, Last year, after uh, is when live golf started, that's when DJ announced like it was June of 2022. DJ announced that he's going to live, and that kind of started everything because, in the beginning, you know, people just thought live is uh, not gonna work, maybe Phil Mickelson will go, but like no big names are really gonna go other than Phil. The next thing you know, DJ goes, and then it's like, okay, maybe this thing has a little weight, but it's still some older guys, whatever. A year later. One year later, and we are now at a point where the entire game of professional golf is changing forever. Live, golf, and the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour are all merging to create one entity. Again, no clue what that looks like. We don't know if they're going to operate as separate leagues within one entity. We don't know if they're going to merge to be one league. We don't know. We can speculate all of that. But the biggest. Not, not the biggest shock. but This is the most shocking thing I've noticed in in sports uh, from a from a league perspective in my life. Um, the so this is like there's there's nothing that can top this. But following that up is that players like Rory McIlroy, players like Colin Marikawa, players like Rom, Scotty, all the top players, JT, that have been defending the PGA Tour this entire time have. Avoided taking $300 million paychecks. Hideki Matsuyama was rumored to get $400 million if he went to live. He didn't take it. There were, you know, multi, nine-figure contracts that were out there, and guys said, no, we're not going to take it. It's against what we believe. We're, we believe in the history of golf. We don't believe in the, or the Saudi Public Investment Fund. We don't believe in all of this. We are staying on the PGA Tour. We are defending our tour. Jay Monahan told his players, Defend your tour. We are, <laughs> we, there is an existential threat to our tour. And not even a year later, Jay Monahan is shaking hands with the public investment fund on CNBC and is announcing that this is going to change the game of golf forever. Caleb, there are so many thoughts. It's an emergency podcast. Our thoughts are scattered. We didn't have much time to, to really get this all out there. You're joining from, from a car. We're, you know, doing some lunch break podcasting so much to get into, but what are your thoughts,
1: man? Let me just start by like saying, I told you, like, this is like the biggest sports news for me since Kobe died. Yeah. Like that's, that's the kind of level of shock that I feel. Um, Not necessarily like one way or another, just in general. Right. Like I, I can't think of anything since Kobe passed that that would make me think, like feel sports news in my stomach. Like I did then, or you know like I have today. Um, and you, you know, you said it best. Like we don't really know what it's going to look like for the most part, but we do know one thing. And that one thing is that Jay Monahan is still going to be the CEO. And Jay Monahan is the biggest snake in the history of sports. Now, Hot take or not, I, this is truly how I feel. Like, like you said, Jay put out Rory every week, week after week, said, hey, you know, you should defend your league. You should defend our league, all that stuff. Rory put himself through some grueling, as we can very well see, grueling times as not only a golfer but as a man. And he turns around and does this. Dude, like. Too. In my level or in my, um, I, let's see, order, I guess, of commissioners, like for me, Adam Silver, every commissioner has stuff that they can work on, right? Like it's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Adam Silver probably does it the best for the most part, in my opinion. Roger Goodell would be below him probably three or four notches just because there's a lot of things that Roger does that I don't quite understand. Um, especially with rules and stuff like that and how he allows some of that to go through. So, like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Roger Goodell, but I can tolerate Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. Rob Manfred in baseball, awful commissioner, oh, in my opinion. For a very long time, I have told myself, I've told family, friends, anytime that we talk about baseball, anytime we talk about the organization that is the MLB, Rob Manfred is an absolute clown when it comes to, you know, running the Major League Baseball. I held Monahan probably slightly above Roger, right? Like with what we've done, what we've talked about, but now he makes Rob Manfred look like the pristine group, in my opinion. Like I am, I'm going to throw everything against Liv out the window today, starting today, going forward, just because like, obviously there's nothing we can do about it now. They're a part of it. There's, you know, we've talked about how we still like Brooks. You know, we're we're still rooting for some of those guys. We're lightening up anyway on it. So, like, I'm I'm cool with letting live golf as far as the players. Bygones be bygones, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. I still
1: I'm not a huge fan of Greg Norman. Um, well,
0: Greg Norman's out.
1: Well, he's Greg... the reason why all of this started. So, i sure, I'm not not a Greg Norman guy. Um. But yeah, I, Jay Monahan, absolutely. I think he should be out, gone.
0: He should. I, I, mean, I don't know.
1: I don't know how that would work at, since he just took this over. Um, but get him out and as far from from this league as possible.
0: Well, uh, the the sad reality of the nature of this deal is that so the public investment fund from Saudi. Is putting a large, large investment into this new entity that they haven't named yet, um, but they're 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 forming some sort of new entity to unite all of all of these tours, uh, again in some fashion. We don't know what that's going to look like, um, but as a result of that, the you know they're they're putting the money forward. Jay's the one that struck the deal with them. So, if it were the players' vote, I think Monahan would be out before before four o'clock today in the players' meeting but because we don't know the intricacies of of this deal, we don't know who has power, who doesn't have power, what this is going to look like. If if a fund is putting a ton of money into something and they are appointing that person as the CEO or whatever the title uh ends up being, there's there's going to be pushback, but like at the end of the day they don't care. They don't care. And that's what's so unfortunate. And I think that my biggest, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I, I think that Monahan the weasel, I think that he completely screwed over his players. Um, and the reason that I think that way is because of everything that he has stood on for the past year. He has put, like you said, everybody out there and made them do his dirty work. They made him, they were the ones that, push for these changes to be these designated elevated events with these bigger purses with all this they were the ones that met you know in in Delaware Tiger Rory JT all the top people they were the ones that met they were the ones that were in front of the press they were the ones you know spitting out the messages that they probably believed in themselves but also that Monaghan was telling them to believe and because because of his actions and how he went about it and to completely just reverse it on him that is the biggest weasel move of all time. No questions asked. Biggest weasel move ever. And you know, we can get into the conversation of whether this is good for golf, whether it's bad for golf, whatever it is. But first reaction is he screwed him over. Because of what he made them do for the past year. Not because of the action. Because sure. ultimately, here's what here's what I think. Okay. I think that this is this is a good move. <laughs> OK, regardless of how you feel about the, the politics of it, regardless of how you feel about Live Golf, about the PGA Tour, about the however you feel about it, ultimately, uniting all of these people together, having one entity for this that is focused on the game of golf, I think is good. And I think that it's, it's probably an offer that PGA Tour could not turn down, but you screwed over Rory McIlroy. You screwed over Justin Thomas you screwed over Tiger Woods. These people had 750, 300 million, 400 million offers out there and you had them stand and and, and say that they're not going to take it. It's just insane. It's it, it is so insane and I I just don't I don't understand I understand the deal happening. What I don't understand is not communicating that to your players beforehand. I don't know why that? Why they went about it the way that they did? I I don't understand that. Um, I've been watching some coverage on this in between uh, some stuff, and it sounds like Tiger Woods didn't even know. It sounds like Greg Norman didn't even know. It sounds like this was strictly Jay Monahan and I. I don't know the guy's name, but whoever, somebody on uh, the public investment fund, um, were basically or one. something guy, I think. Yeah. They were the ones that struck this deal. Nobody else knew. So I I just, I don't know. So just a couple of things to, first off, we just know that Jay can never be trusted again. There's a four o'clock meeting um, on the day, on, on Tuesday, June 6th, for people to uh, talk about this in a players meeting with the PGA Tour. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be a ton of stuff that comes out of that. Um, but I don't know what's your what's your take I mean it's so shocking like I said we just don't have like too many opinions formed on this but like as we sit here today not knowing this what do you think what is more likely do you think that the PGA Tour live golf and DP World Tour will still operate separately as tours and will just be you know rolled up into one entity or do you think that there's a merger fully of these tours and they're integrated within each other
1: i'm I'm gonna guess it's like fifty fifty I mean the they've said that everybody's schedules as far as this year goes are gonna stay the same, so yep. if they can do it like this now, then they're gonna probably do it like that later. Um, Jay mentioned in that you know in the release to the players or release to the media, whatever it was talking about how you know he was still gonna be c e o and the year guy was gonna take on some form of of role there, so we i mean we know that. Um, and then he talked about how he was gonna um, look for ways to integrate their form of golf into the PGA. Which, again, we don't really know how that looks as far as that goes. Um, I I still don't know that I can get on board with the team aspect of it. I just I don't know. That just takes away a little bit for for it for me. I guess. Um, I mean, really, the the biggest thing that I have at 1245 Eastern time when we've known about this for a little over an hour is just, again, like, Jay Monahan is just a snake. Yeah. And I – it's – currently it's hard for me to get past, like, I, I would agree, like, having the best players play, that's what you want, right? Like, it's it's no question. Uh, politics aside, like, it's – you just want the best players there. So, uh, I can – Get behind that. But I like you said, I cannot get behind lack of communication to the point where your players are finding out on Twitter. Um, I mean, guys that are on the West Coast may not have even woken up yet, depending on what their schedule is. I'm <laughs> assuming if you're a PGA professional, you're probably awake before we'll call it 10 o'clock. But I mean, in the case that somebody didn't or somebody's doing their workout this morning and like they don't know or they don't have a TV on or anything like that, like they still don't know. Like that is just absurd. And I I don't know how it could happen, but I would love for the players to do a like a literally a players only thing, get a hold of the people at um at the RBC Canadian this week, say, Hey, listen, we're not gonna come to this tournament this week. We're gonna have our own where we're gonna honor your tickets, but and you know, maybe do it for charity, but we're not going to the RBC this week. And just shove it right back at Jay. I, it's not possible, but like yeah. that's what I would want to happen personally. Just because if Jay's going to do some sketchy stuff like that to them, I I think they have the right to to turn it back on and say, "Listen, you didn't do what we have, you know, called you to do. So we're going to do our own thing and go from there." So I don't know, man. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I I think that. I think that a path to Jay being out is that you already have made enemies with anybody that went over to live in the first place, right? Because for the last year, they were constantly smacked with, whether it was yourself or your players or whatever, with just complete criticism. And um, so you've already created enemies there. Now, if you didn't tell Tiger, if you didn't tell Rory, JT, Speed, the biggest names in your sport that turned down these opportunities, and you didn't tell them well in advance of it happening, they're, they may have now turned against you. So now you have two parties forming together to be against you. So I I think that if the players ultimately have say, I don't think Monahan lasts long. But if if it is strictly that hey we made this decision, we are the Saudi Public Investment Fund, and we made this decision to make Jay the guy. And we're not reversing on it, then he's gonna be the guy. Like that, the, the, right. it just depends on how much they're gonna value the player's opinion. So, um, I do think that again, the details are being worked out. But I a hundred percent think that this is going down the path of some sort of hybrid of live and PGA. Right. I think that there is going to be the team element implemented into the game i think that there are going to be franchises whether it's <laughs> we can forget what the names are we can you know workshop those a little bit but i think that there were who knows how valid the reports are but there were reports that like smash gc which was um which is brooks team there were some investors that were actually interested in that concept such as nike why couldn't there be a Nike, a Nike team? Why couldn't there be a Callaway team, a tailor-made team, a name the, you know, name the sponsor team and implement that into what golf could be. Right. Cause if we look at, we look at every other sport out there, there's, there's some sort of team element into it. And I could see them creating this super tour like they've wanted to where regardless of what the format is, regardless of if it's 54 holes or if it's, if it's a, you know, um, uh, what's the word? What am I? Oh, Shotgun Start. Whether it's Shotgun Start, like I think that that element is going to get brought into it. I think that you're going to have a Rory Brooks, Scotty Scheffler team funded by Nike. And regardless of how that all plays out, I think that there's going to be a hybrid of it. They cannot, I just don't see there a path to be, now that you've made the decision that, it doesn't matter where you're at, you're, you're you're unified. There's no way that you're keeping Brooks and DJ and guys away from Rory, JT, Spieth, etc. Like right. you've got to have the best players play somewhere. And then I think that there's a, a hybrid of the DP World Tour and the lower level PGA Tour events. I think that's what we lead into. I think that we basically have a minor league between the DP World Tour and and the PGA Tour, and then you just have the the big league where it where it is that and there's the team element implemented into that maybe there's a feeder system into it maybe it's maybe it is like the maybe it is like baseball where you can call a guy up for certain tournaments um but most of the time they play down at the lower level like who knows like there's so much that we can get into here but ultimately they're merging and this is like the biggest like you said like i haven't been this shocked by news since kobe I mean, I think a close second was when, like, um, everything shut down because of COVID. Like, when when they're like, oh, no, we're actually shutting down the NBA. Like, that was pretty shocking. Um, but this is just, like, this is going to be a moment that we remember forever, especially as a golf podcast. Of course, it impacts us more than anybody. Like, this is going to be a moment that, that we remember for the rest of our lives because, this doesn't happen in the NFL. This doesn't happen in the MLB. It doesn't happen in the NBA. You might have expansion teams, but like a full-on merger. Insane. Um, last thought, not, or at least my last thought. I'll see if you have any last thoughts. My last thought is that the only reason that this happened is because Live Golf itself was a failure. And what I mean by that is the Saudi Public Investment Fund If they were going to continue whatever they were trying to do, whether it's sports washing, whatever it is, if they were going to continue to do that with the game of golf, they cannot continue with it with the way that live golf was, and that's why they had to go merge with the PGA Tour. It was a fair. fair. If it was going to work out, we called it from the beginning. If this was going to, it, it was going to flame out eventually, unless you get into the bottomless pit and you do, you get enough money out there. To, to make this merger happen. So they recognized at the end of the day, what we can rest on as PGA Tour fans or the former, <laughs> former PGA Tour fans is that the concept of Live Golf and, and the way that they were structured and, and, and how they were um, evolving there was it was never going to be enough for, for the Saudi uh, public fund. They had to do this they had to do this if they want to accomplish what they want to accomplish, what, whatever that is. Um, again, I think that there's parts of live golf that can be implemented into a, uh, whether it's the team element or whatever, but I think that they want to do this if they didn't see some failure on their end. And I, I guess same thing goes for PGA tour. They knew that it probably wasn't sustainable to keep guys from taking $300 million paychecks. So Caleb last thoughts from you.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm in agreement with that. I also I've saw some things on Twitter that was like, you know, maybe suggesting that whatever they found in the antitrust, you know, lawsuits or whatever um, from the PGA side was going to be rough to say the least, Um, which, again, I don't know. I wouldn't blame the players for that. Again, that's Jay. Um, And if he's a snake enough to do this, then what other kind of shady deals was he making? Right. Um, so I've, I've read multiple things about, um, about that, but yeah, I think it, it's definitely like probably a common, a combination of both, right? Like they can't, there's no such thing as a bottomless pit of money. Like it's, it's not possible. So if you're not making money at all in the first year, first year and a half, or you're not projecting to make any money in a year, in year two, year three, then yes, it's not going to work. You need to find something.
0: Well, I I think think that there's, I think there's a world of bottomless pit. Like there is a bottomless pit of money because of the business that they're in. Right. But I think that you're not going to continue to throw money if it's not going to get you an ROI and they were absolutely never going to get an ROI on that. If you're going to throw money at something, you got to get ROI on it. And that was our whole argument. It it wasn't going to live as it, as it was with that because there's just no path to ROI. Anyway, sorry. Just, just had to throw that in there.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that's like I said, it's a combination of both of those two things. Um, and in the Graham scheme of things, Jay Monahan's a snake, <laughs> and uh, he needs. I I am out on the Jay Monahan train for sure.
0: Out of it, and y- y- you know what? I I think that I am. Phil was right. Phil was right in so many different ways. Phil Mickelson deserves, I don't know if it's apologies because there's, I mean, again, you, you can look at like what he got involved with and all of that and disagree with that. But Phil has consistently called out the PGA Tour, the leadership, and everything with that. He wasn't necessarily calling out Rory and Tiger and guys like that. He was calling out the leadership. Then he made the right move to go take the check because ultimately now they're merging so it doesn't matter where he went because now they're all unified. So, Phil Mickelson was right, and I think he deserves some sort of apologies from people. Don't have to agree with yeah, everything, I, but Phil was Phil was right. I
1: still think some of the things that he was pushing for or the way that he went about it was probably not great. For sure. Um, for sure. But, I mean, ultimately, yes, I Phil, Phil was right about the leadership. I mean, there's nothing you can't deny that now, just because... Dude, I just what a snake,
0: what a snake. Yeah, like I said, there, yeah. There's a there's a lot that he um, way he went about it, I disagree with, but at the core of his messaging on everything, and the core of his decision there, like there's uh, ultimately he was he was right in all and of this. And wow. the really
1: sucky part of it now is like, like we'll never know. Like what he truly feels about Jay. Like, we know he doesn't like Jay or whatever, but like they're going to be merged now. So, like, now he's not, he's just going to be, well, uh, you know, what we made it work, it's going to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we're never going to hear the, oh, well, this is what he did, X, Y, and Z to lead us to all leave. Or like, we're never going to know those details until Jay gets replaced. Or if Jay gets replaced, Mm
0: -hmm. then
1: somebody needs to go scorched earth on him. Um, oh, for sure. And and release all of those, like, you know, not release, but, like, give their opinion, I feel like, especially those that are close, like, hey, he was a sketchy guy, or some may think he was a stand-up guy, and, like, he just – his hand got forced. I don't see it that way, but, I mean, I guess it could be seen that way by some, but, like, I just I – we're not going to hear – the true reason why like this all goes down just because like you said, it's a merger and they're all together now.
0: They're all together. And yeah, it'll be some time. So, well, everybody, we thank you for, for listening to the emergency podcast, uh, version of bags. This is again, unreal. There's so much more to be broken down. There's going to be more, um, you know, about how this, how, how everything goes from here. Um, so we're going to go for now but we'll, we'll we'll definitely be adding more commentary as this conversation goes on cuz this is uh so much more to be learned from. So um any last words caleb Nope. Don't think so. All right. We'll see you guys next time. story about
1: the the i tell you story about the the